I was kind of skeptical at first, but as I did the card thing, it was so good. It felt so solid to figure out what's important. Mm -hmm. And all said and done, it's kind of like, this is who we are. Mm -hmm. How many people walk around on Earth wearing a mask? Yeah, wearing a mask, being who they think society expects them to be never truly stepping into their own greatness, their own being, their own values, their own vision for their life. How beautiful is this for the two of you? Well, thank you, because it's because of this that I have this present awareness, because I I was like, what is this? (laughs) What? A little corny? (laughs) But it's, it's so powerful. I'm I'm sorry, Teresa. I didn't hear you. What did you just say? (laughs) (laughs) I I appreciate the the whole thing. Did you know that I have three really complicated relationships in my life? With me, myself, and I? Close. My relationship with money, my relationship with people, and my relationship with self. And they're all connected together because when my relationship with money got out of whack, it totally had an impact on those other relationships. That, my friend, is what we call having financial sobriety. So who are you? I'm Matthew Grishman. Who are you? Jim Gebhardt. And we're a couple of financial advisors trying to have an untraditional conversation about our favorite topic, money. Let's go. What are you grateful for today? I am grateful that we are having lunch with some clients after our session today that I have not met. How about you? Oh, thank you. I am grateful for three very specific friends that I'm thinking about right now. Three men in my life that I got to spend some time with last night. My friends Paul, Jason, Ted. I'm incredibly grateful that these men have come into my life because when days are not as easy, I've got people who have experienced shared experiences in life. And to be able to just be with them and have them be present for me and and have them understand what it's like to carry some of the stuff I'm carrying in my life, it's just something I'm incredibly grateful for. But you have a sense of connection with these these fellas. Unbelievable connection. Thank you for saying that. That pinpoints my gratitude. I got to do something on the show. That's what you do. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. But we've got other people in studio today with us again. We have our studio audience? We, we don't have a studio audience, but we have Teresa and Jeff back with us today to do a little debrief on— They the, keep coming the, back. It's awesome. They keep coming. Love it. To, to kind of debrief on Clarity Compass. And, of course, before we even try to go through that, Teresa, what are you grateful for today? Well, I'm grateful for the students at Sacramento State because they represent our future— And I get to interact with them, and they're quite wonderful. So there's a lot of hope in the young people. How about you, Ace? We got Jeff Ace, our producer. I just spent a long weekend with four other friends that we've all been friends since third grade. Oh, my goodness. And that's a gap of 40 years, really, since high school, where we haven't had a whole lot of contact with each other once we got out and went on to college and different spaces geographically and then families and life and everything else, we stayed loosely in touch. Occasionally might see each other, but I just spent a long weekend with them. And That's it, incredible. It's it's amazing. And so I'm grateful for the fact that I was A, able to do it, but even more importantly, that everybody's well. 
everybody's healthy, everybody's mentally stable, and everybody's in a good financial position. So if you're keeping score at home, those are friendships that you have been able to establish, nurture, maintain for over 50 years. Yes. And you guys picked up right where you left off. Interestingly enough, you do. So which Lego set did you guys put together this trip? Didn't have Legos back then. Oh, okay. No, they had Lincoln Logs. Sorry, what Lincoln Logs set? (laughs) Come on, get get your generational context. Lincoln Logs and Erector sets. Yes. Sorry. Erector sets were great. Yeah, yeah. They were great. Yeah, but you relive some of the past and then start to bring it forward. And we can't wait to do it again because where we left off was nowhere near where we are today. Mm. So we scratched the surface of things and people and places and children and wives and got to that point of the superficial part of it, relived a lot of fun to just reorient. But it was really amazing where everybody's head is at and how quickly that trust and level of comfort was there. These are experiences that we had growing up that were so unique to just us. Sure. That we were able to really feel that same sense of camaraderie connection, and yeah. connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that came up many, many times, the ability to connect with people and stay with the group and keep everybody engaged to some degree in various years and decades. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. You smell that? I do. There's a common theme with our gratitude today. Mm-hmm. And it smells like connection. That's so cool. Because to me, that's what the whole Clarity Compass exercise is all about. It's about connection. Connecting the dots? Yes. It's not just about connection to people. It is. It's about connecting the dots to what fills our hearts up, what's so meaningful to us as individuals. And as I listen to everybody's gratitude here today, it has something to do with people in their life, whether it's meeting new people like what you shared, whether it's meeting or being grateful for connections that are relatively new yet really deep and meaningful and not surface-level relationships, but intimate, deep relationships like what I'm experiencing with some relatively new friends, what Teresa's talking about at her workplace with the students that she's connected with and the hope that that fills her up with about our future. And then here we got Ace talking about friends he's had since the time of Methuselah and the feeling of love and joy and gratitude that that brings him. I can't think of a better gratitude conversation to tee up the idea of Clarity Compass and oh, the I, action plan. I was plan. just going to call it, that's a wrap. Oh. I was just going <laughs> to, shortest show in the history of the program. Well, stick around for our Thanksgiving show because the theme of that show is going to be gratitude. Excellent. And we will have a wrap after our gratitude. But for today, we got some work to do. So, Teresa, Jeff, thank you again both for the courage to be vulnerable and open not just to what we do here in studio, but to the entire tribe here at Financial Sobriety who might be with us in the conversation today. It takes a lot of courage. First, it takes courage to be able to look inward and even contemplate what is most important to me. But then to put it on paper and to share it with your your partner, your spouse, and then to expand that to a couple of financial guys and potentially the hundreds, if not thousands of people who are going to be joining this conversation over the next days, weeks, months, and years, I'm in awe over that. I, I That has right-sized me in a way that I'm grateful to you both for doing that. Thank you. What I have to share, I have a, a good friend who texted me yesterday. We released the episode yesterday, the two episodes actually, part one and part two. He said, just listen to the episode. Hmm. Very cool. Where do I get the sheets? <laughs> 
Oh, that's fabulous. Uh, well, here, here's and, how. I know that's coming, but somebody recognized it right away and wants to do something with it. That is fabulous. Well, friend of Jeff's, hang on tight because we're going to go through Teresa and Jeff's action plans just to kind of see how that whole process worked for them and what they came up with. And then before we leave studio today, we'll give you some information on how you can get some access to these action plan sheets for yourself. So, Teresa, let's start with you. Since since uh, Jeff was first to go with the Clarity Compass, let's start with you on the action plan. First, before okay. before we get into it, tell me what the feeling was like for you, what the experience was like for you going through the action plan. It was productive. I think it affirmed the four choices I made. And Were there any surprises? One thing that I put on here was communicate, 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 communicate. <laughs> I wanted that on everything. Yeah. And so there was a lot of practical things that I wrote in each category. Never wanted to change my choices, but just felt pretty practical. Like, okay, let's get going. Very cool. Did you find this exercise then to be more of a validation of what deep down inside of you, you already knew? Yes. Awesome. Let's go through your Clarity Compass action plan. And for those of you who are, are joining us audio only, that's okay. We'll try to paint as vivid a picture as we can. This is what our action plan looks like. It's a very simple, very small boxed action plan. And what we're identifying here is we're taking those four values, those four core values that we uncovered in the last session, and we're trying to attach a game plan to accomplishing one of two things. Either this value is something essential to me, and it's not a part of my life yet, so we've got to figure out how to go get it. Or in the case with both Teresa and Jeff, we identified most of these values are things that are already present and showing up in your life. So this becomes an action plan for how do we protect and preserve it? And how do we stay accountable to working towards these each and every day to make them even a bigger part of our lives? So for Teresa, your first value, remind me again, was health. Health. What we want to find out now is what does this look like in my life? How do I get there? What will I do to get started today? Who will hold me accountable? And how much time do I need? Take us through that with health. Invest time without accommodating elsewhere. I felt like that was a personal principle. What does it look like in my life? Again, allocate time. I feel like this whole page represents discipline and I want to say like organization of everything that I think in life that's important. Prioritization? Mm. Yeah, and accountability. Kind of because keeping I, it front of mind. Yeah, like health. I need to do some things to maintain my health, and that means don't put it off. Like every day you have to invest time. And I back to the communicate. Just start right now. Go take a walk. Did you do communicate that? Communicate with my family. So when you wrote this out, when you put go take a walk under the what will I do today to get started? How soon after you wrote that did you go out and take a walk? Immediately. Awesome. Well, maybe immediately, with, not with a paper in my hand, but I, <laughs> I, I have done it every day since. Oh, wonderful. Are there things and that I, you and have to... And I put to... start. Okay. Sure. Are there things that you have to do to remind yourself? Little games that you play or little triggers in your mind? You set an alarm on your phone? Do you? I mean, what, what do you do to remind yourself to put health first? Because it, this is your top priority. Mm -hmm. For me, it's as soon as possible in the day. I feel like I have to check that box so that I feel like I'm on track. For me, like a walk in the morning is an essential way to start my day. Gotcha. Kind of like a prayer. 
Oh, nice. Teresa, do you ever have days where you wake up and you go, eh, I don't really feel like it today? Yes. Who helps you stay accountable to doing it? I would say Jeff, but that's not really true. <laughs> he's my he's my main person, but really it's me. It's just me. Like I said, it's like a prayer. I have It's where I feel grounded. I've done my walk. Nice. And I've agreed with myself that it could be short. You just got to get outside. Get you- out there and start walking and... Usually what happens on those days when I don't want to is it's longer than I thought it was going to be if I allow myself to go short. Hmm. One of my mentors, coaches, used to talk about the fact, much like you, Teresa, that exercise first thing in the morning was critical. Mm -hmm. It was essential for him. Mm -hmm. The game that he played with himself was he always had his shoes, the, the shoes, the sneakers had to be next to his bed, and the clothes that he was going to wear had to be all laid out. I took that and I translated it into, for me, it's my gym bag. If my gym bag, it, and I can pack it in the morning, I can pack it before I go to bed. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. I prefer packing it before I was going to say, I, I'm going to challenge you on that and say it does matter. Yeah, Packing it the night before? It's better. Yeah, okay. And if it's in the if it's in the backseat of my car, there's a 92.5% chance I'm going to go exercise that day. So is there something like that that, that you do, Teresa? Well, it's going to sound strange, but... I agreed with myself that I don't care if I walk out in flip-flops and jammies. It doesn't require a certain outfit or shoes are good, but I have them by the door. There's no outfit. It's just getting out there. None of that. It's just like get out there in the air, breathe the air. We have a great neighborhood that you can do that. Nobody's watching me or judging me. There's no fashion police? No. That's wonderful. Fantastic. And, and, you know, I mean, I, I do sort of dress the right way but there is no right way really just it's the the exercise is what's important in breathing the fresh air now teresa one one last question on health before we move on to your next value the whole purpose behind the action plan and the clarity compass is to make sure that our financial resources are in alignment with this stuff have you identified some just at this point, and it, and it's okay if you haven't, but I'm just curious if at this point in the exercise you've actually identified some financial implications to supporting this value of health. Are you starting to see where there could be some financial connection where allocating some financial resources to supporting this value could be meaningful? I think so because I not only walk but have signed up for a Pilates class so that's a financial allocation, a monthly payment oh, yeah. that's important. Can I so, say it's important, a priority, and even essential? Yes. Nice. Very yeah, nice. Because it's beyond just steps, but that's that's just the, the daily thing. Okay. Next personal principle. What's next on your list? Fa- family. 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 What does that look like in your life? It's time. It's time and communication, essentially. The principles, you just be with them. Who's them? Well, Jeff, Max, Rose, Derek, Ben, Paige, Isla, Lane, and then every other chosen family member in my life. So there's touch points with them. How do I get there? So looking across at your action plan, what does this look like in my life? How do I get there? Planning. So it takes some time ahead of time. Well, yeah, I think planning because they're in different places. So there's planning, allocating money to go visit the ones that are far away and actually not so far away, even driving to San Francisco, Mm. planning dinners with Derek, who's in town. So 
planning and planning time with Jeff too. So I think planning is the key here in family that they have to be incorporated in my schedule. Yeah, that way it's not haphazard. It's intentional. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I tried, but I left him a voicemail. It's right. Like, no, we're going to talk on Sunday and we really do talk. Well, and, that, and that's what we're trying to do here is that we're trying to get this out of the intention we have in our minds to do something. And there's something that happens when we put it on paper that actually gets it done. What happened as a result, if we move to the next column in the action plan, what will I do today to get started? Was there any immediate action that came from identifying the planning that needs to go in to bring all of these people together? I think it's a thought process. What does the plan look like? With each one of the family members, it's a little bit different. Jeff and I have a conversation every day that's meaningful, not just operational or like some people I've observed who seem to have an operational relationship where it's like, no, we're sitting down, we're really looking at each other, paying attention. And and that goes with all the other family members as well. Intentional, purposeful connection. Yeah, that's fabulous. And I feel like planning and communicating is in every box and every column and category in this sheet. Well, that's what the whole exercise is. That's the implementation. Yeah, the whole exercise is planning and preparing for how we either bring these values into existence or we continue growing and expanding and getting better at the amount of time we have going towards these things that mean the most to us. Matthew sent me an article recently that talked about exactly what you're doing, Teresa, which is you're turning towards one another. And it's one of the healthiest leading indicators in a relationship is that when you turn towards one another and have real conversation, not a litany of logistics, not a long to-do list of, okay, well, you got to do this and you're doing that and I'm picking this up and you're da 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 Okay, those, you obviously have to have those yeah. as well. Chores. But the intentionality behind having a meaningful conversation on a daily basis, and it, it doesn't mean, I'm sure it's not... I'm guessing, let me soften my comment, that it's not about, you know, the meaning of life. It's not always a... Where uh, do you see yourself heavy, in five years? A heavy conversation, <laughs> but right. you're talking with one another, not at one another. Yeah, I feel like it's a kind of like an ongoing forever, get to know each other better every day. That's beautiful. And paying attention. That's a phrase Jeff taught me. He always says... Pay attention, pay attention. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think some of the chuckle might be, we but could pick, is, we could pick that is, apart. So I think you always say pay attention, and then are you? <laughs> so I've learned to go like, are you with me? Are you listening to me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to tell you something that I want to, sh- I want to show you something. Are you with me? Absolutely. And that's my way of like, we're clicked in, okay. Yeah. And but that's Eyes on know, the prize. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've all had that. Amy has recently shared with me, hey, hey, get here. You're, you're in your head. Right. She's very, very blunt and very direct with that, but that's okay. I hear that, and I want that my, because I want to be present. My version of are you paying attention is I'd like to talk to you when you're done. I have a, I have a lot of little ones like, are you listening to me? <laughs> and the thing is, is those kind of any of those things he understands, and he definitely clicks in then. If he wasn't, he does then. Hmm. I hear you. Meaning it, no. it works. Are you and then listening I feel like even me? if I'm just showing you something, I the bed that I like, he knows now. He won't forget. Which one was it? <laughs> <laughs> so, Teresa, it sounds like as far as your accountability people here, all of the people you just mentioned take 
a stakeholder's interest in this value. Everybody's responsible for the accountability of this. This is not just on you, but this is something that you are asking of all these people to participate in, this preparation of how do we stay connected as a family. Yes? Yes. And I think that this group, meaning the people on my sheet, teach me how to be with the chosen ones or people that I don't know. So it's like developing good habits of, of bonding with people that stand the test of time. Wow. Wonderful. Tell us about value number three. The value number three is home. Home. What does this look like in your life? Investing, taking care of it, spending time there. The physical structure of your home. It starts there. Yeah. It starts there, but that's a place where we have those significant conversations. So it feels like everything on this sheet is congruent in terms of what it looks like. It's about planning and our home. To me, our home is a sanctuary for relationships and communication and fun and bonding and healing and growing. So all of that requires a certain physicality. We're pretty minimalist, so we don't have a lot of stuff, but that's important for us to keep things clear and organized. So we put time and effort into organizing things and sorting through clutter, which I dare say we really have very little. Hmm. So there's a, there's a very symbolic home is a place, but it also represents how your home looks represents how you want the rest of your life to be reflected. Meaning a lack of clutter, simplicity, very clear yes. on the things I that feel, are important. I feel that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel I feel that's true. And there are certain things like like I said, we're pretty minimalist, so there's not much stuff. And we've had people say, "Where's all your stuff?" Because <laughs> we really don't have a lot, and we don't have lots of different kinds of little framed pictures all over the place. But I sort of was missing that, so I made a wall of all of our family in two places in the house where these are all of our kids and our grandkids. And then here's all of our parents and our extended family on another wall. And they're all symmetrical, nice squares, really nice, clean and clear looking, but they're all there with us. It's like having them with us all the time. That answers the, how do I get there? You did it. You're getting there. And it's process. It's continuous. Creating the space. Yeah. Yeah. It's a refinement. Continuously. It sounds like a continuously refined process. Yeah, what's missing? Who when that was something that was missing, the family thing. And it's brings me joy when people come to our house and they stand there and go, "Oh, look, are these your kids? Oh, I like that picture." And it's just that one wall, but it's like, "Oh yeah, that's a part of us." When we talk about family and home, the, these two values, there are financial implications to that. Have you connected the dots between how our finances can support these things that are important to us, are you starting to see that with these two? Mm-hmm, definitely. Any home improvements? We've just been through a big remodel. That's kind of what I was leading towards. I, I know yeah. you guys have recently done that. And and I know yeah. for, for many, I've, I've done some home improvement projects that I don't always feel great about, possibly because I was not clear on the purpose of why we were doing this project and whether or not it was supporting something on my clarity compass that was very important to me. I might imagine going forward as you make decisions about coordinating all these schedules and especially the out-of-town people when it comes to considerations in the home, that there's going to be a lot less second guessing when it comes to making those decisions from doing an exercise like this. 
both doing the exercise and having just completed the remodel yeah. and realizing the financial implications as you're experiencing now, Jim, and now looking at the next phase. Mm-hmm. Okay, we finished that. This is phase two of what we think will be five phases to getting everything where we want it to be. But each one leapfrogs, save, spend, save, spend. Yeah. Given all the noise in the world about what's happening financially in society, we could very easily get distracted and say, no, 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 we can't do this now. We're not, we're not going to do this now. Does this help you have a little bit more confidence that no matter what's going on out there, you will do what is necessary to complete what is important to you? Another thing I'd love to add is that our remodel took us six months. It's not really completely done yet, but it was rough. Mm. It was hard sleeping on an air mattress for six months. And I was personally crabby. And now that it's over, I feel like we've been through something. (laughs) And I feel like it was worth it. So I feel like we created a whole experience of something we just did together that was a big effort, and it got us closer. And I'm going to add, keeping in mind the privilege we've got to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. It definitely is a privilege. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, this this isn't everybody's problem. Right, yeah. But, you know, we've been able to, to get there. And get closer in the process. Yes. Not just in the blow-up mattress. Well, we went from yeah, yeah. from a king to a queen, too, so we Ooh. got closer. Quarters Regar- got tighter. Regardless. Uh-huh. How about fourth fourth value on the list? Home, home stretch here. security. Okay. So what does this look like in your life, Teresa? So I separated, I, I've put two things on security, and that was financial and relationships. Okay. Which, you know, like the cards, so many things fold into security. So personal principles, I, I put pensions, savings, planning, and communicating. What does it look like in my life? Continue to work and save and communicate. So as long as you're get... working, saving, and communicating, you can continue to see this happening in your life. Yes. And also it validates the importance of continuing to working and saving. Ah, so a decision. Because it's easy to go, oh, I'm so mm-hmm. sick of working. I want to retire. When I think about what this is doing for us, it's like, oh, I don't really want to yeah, retire. That's very purposeful. I yeah. Keep mm-hmm. going. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's that's one of the, I mean, just as a couple of financial guys, that's one of the hardest decisions we see people wrestling with in their brains, especially if they've never gone through this exercise before, is, oh, gosh, I want to retire. E- even if the money part is okay, they're so unsure of that decision because they're not clear on what's most important to them. And how are they going to occupy their, their time? 30, 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Yeah. I think I could figure that part out, but... The money part, I'm wanting to keep working. Tell me about the relationship security. What does that look like in your life? I think it goes back up to the a lot of what we talked about in the family section, and that is just to keep your bonds strong and love each other up and appreciate each other. I think that's really important, and when you lose touch with somebody, you lose your your security a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, just knowing that they're there, it requires being together and working on the relationships. I love the intentionality behind everything you've just shared, Therese. I mean, it's thoughtful, it's caring, it is very intentional. The planning and the communicating right there, that's the action plan as I hear it. it, Preparation. It is a combination of of preparation and communication. Phil, like like I said earlier, is this whole sheet made me more aware than I have been about how to look at everything in an organized way and to like live that. And down across the bottom, I have communicate on every item and across the top over on the right I put forever endless forever endless forever like how much time 
it's a never-ending forever thing. Sure, the infinity loop. So yeah, so for mm-hmm. you, there's no arrival on this. This is just an mm-hmm. ongoing, continual, one step at a time, one day at a time. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. What's better is I have not looked at hers in detail. Mm. And as I've completed mine, I'm just smiling as she's saying this mm. forever. Mine, mine are all the same, too, It's at the end. So you have it's, been listening. They're for, I've been paying, <laughs> paying attention. I've been paying boy. attention. Not a boy. Hey. Jeff's present. Yeah. What a gift. Nice. Yeah. You ready, Ace? I'm ready. Okay. I need my glasses because I can't read my own writing. I couldn't read your writing either when I was looking That's at good. it. Holy can. cow. Thank God you're a radio guy and not a print guy. Thank God you know for computers. Hard it is when I get those love notes and I can't read them. <laughs> exactly. I have to interpret them. I'll give her a card and she goes, It's really a nice card. Really What's pretty. it say, what though? What does it say? <laughs> you need the audio card. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. A little vo- voice recording. All right. What's number one on the list, my friend? My true north was health as well. What's what, that look like? Well being of mind and body. Since I have spirituality in my four core, you know, spirituality would come down, down below. How do I get there? For me, it's daily exercise and, and challenging and learning something every day, hmm. keeping my mind sharp. What will I do today to get started? I've done this for quite some time. I've never stopped. Hmm. So I do it. I do it. So it's already baked into your your being. Yes. Right? It's 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 now hardwired in terms of habits and such. It's not it's not so much something that you have to redirect or refocus or recommit to. You're you're doing it already. Correct. Not yeah. that you don't occasionally fall off. Yeah. You get buried in work or too many things, distractions, and you realize, oh, man, I didn't work out the last couple of days. No wonder I feel like crap. Mm-hmm. So, yes. How, how much of that time do you spend kicking your own ass versus just getting back up on the horse and doing it and giving yourself a little grace? Little time kicking my own ass, but, but then you're just back. get back up and do it. Good. And as soon as it's done, you're like, okay, don't do that again. Do you need accountability with this, or is this something that's already hardwired in you, like Jim was just saying? It's hardwired, but you still need accountability. Mm-hmm. Just because you know you should be doing it and you have done it for so long, and even it's habitual, you'll still need somebody else. And that somebody else could be the guys I ride with, mm-hmm. it could be Teresa. Mm-hmm. Aren't you going out today? Aren't you going to the gym today? Didn't you say you were going to get up? Uh, Beautiful. But she can hold me accountable much easier than I can hold her accountable, meaning... I'm more tolerant of her telling me, I get it, yes, I will, I, I'm on, on, <laughs> as opposed to if I get on her too much, it's too much. Sure. Well, Teresa needs additional accountability partners that aren't necessarily Jeff all the That's time. That's correct. Yeah. I'm sneakier. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, that's, <laughs> good that you're, you are. that's good that you are. you're aware of this. That's really good because we, we've seen it where married couples, partners come in and they demand the same accountability with each other. And not most relationships are not a 50-50 ball game. Right. It's 100%, 100%. Some days you've got it and Teresa doesn't and vice versa. But you just have to understand what I need, what you need. And sometimes, like you said, it's okay that she holds me accountable, but it's not as okay for me to hold her accountable. And that's okay. Right. And it's an understanding of that. It's which is going to come up in one of my other core my values and core principles. values is empathy. It's not something that comes natural to me. It's a skill set that I have to work and work mm-hmm. and work and work. So how I address holding somebody accountable is really important and understand, well, today maybe they don't feel well. That's when you got to get out. Mm-hmm. Well, no, for me, it's not when I got to get out. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't mean me literally, but that person. Uh, I, I do have my wife and family members as those who do hold me accountable, but that family member group, as you know, is extended beyond genetics. Sure. Family of choosing. Do mm-hmm. you catch yourself either being empathetic or not empathetic? How do you bring that into the conversation in your head? Am I being empathetic and understanding of what it. I'm saying? I yeah. catch him on that sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> often. Because I've set that up as one of the objectives and goals and changes in my life to be more empathetic. I think you used to think that it wasn't possible to learn that. And I think you've changed. Now you realize you can learn that. Correct. Any human being is capable of learning how to use empathy. Mm-hmm. I, I would say we're born with it. It's something instinctual that humans are capable of, but we just, with the human experience, we lose sight of it. We lose touch of it. Our ego gets in the way. It creates these resentments, and we get so self-consumed with what's going on in our own life and our own story that it's, I just, I can't possibly take on the weight of what's going on in your world. But yet, as we've talked about here before, there's a paradox in that. I totally know how you feel. I'm feeling with you, brother. I feel it. That the statement you just made, I totally know how you feel. Is that empathy? No. What is it? That's sympathy. There you, you go. There you go. Okay. Well done. Mm-hmm. Sympathy. Is that as effective at connecting with humans as empathy? No. Why not? Because you don't want sympathy. You want understanding. Well, why don't I want sympathy? Teresa, why don't I why don't Sympathy's I want sympathy? Sympathy is about you. There. Sympathy is not yeah. other centered. <laughs> bing, bing, you know, it's different bing. than it's different than, oh, it sounds like you're really sad about that. Right. That's about you. I hear what you're saying. You're sad. Not something about me. Right. Yeah, I totally know I how you feel, feel about you, that. No, you know, when I me. when I was in that situation, I yes. I, 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 yeah. I, 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 I. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to add a word in here that I learned over the weekend. The word is sonder, S-O-N-D-E-R. And it means the ability to recognize that everybody else, everybody else, whomever they are, has as complex a life and problems and issues as you do. So selfishly, you look and say, hmm, they've got it. Comparison, thief of all joy. You're Mm -hmm. looking, oh, no, no, they're good, they're good. Mm, yeah, they don't have it. Look, at he's got everything. No, Sonder means he's as screwed up as you are or she's as screwed up as you are, whomever they may be. And it's the awareness that everybody, not some, everybody in any socioeconomic, financial stratosphere, whatever it is, has issues as great or greater than you. I might imagine that to be able to understand the sonder in others. Did I use that right? Yes. To be able to express empathy in a genuine way, getting out of your own head by getting into other people's hearts, comes through if you're able to recognize that second value and principle that you wrote down on that list, which is? agreed. Spirituality. Tell me more. How does that show up in your life besides how we just described it? Well, it's hard because that really is one of the ways. It's my description, how it shows up or what it looks like in my life, it's peace of mind, more empathy. And my interpretation that more empathy will give me more peace of mind because I have a better understanding of what's going on as opposed to a reaction to what's going on. So the more that you're feeling around you, feeling people, feeling places, feeling things, the more spiritually connected you feel. Yes. How do you get there? Meditation, prayer, love. 
as you were filling that out, what was the very first action item you did to continue growing in that space? What did you do right now to get started or to continue? I'm not sure I understand the question. Read the next box on your action plan. Oh, I thought you meant literally as I was doing this. As you were doing this, the yeah, very what will, next what box What will says, I do to get started? What yes. will I do to perpetuate this? The same. Meditate, pray, and listen more. Is that something you're able to do on your own, or is there an accountability partner there? No, there's definitely accountability partners there. Who? I've got one every day. Hmm. <laughs> She's on the screen. That's beautiful. So, so certainly my wife. And as I share this as a lack of understanding, I'm very open about the fact that my empathy sucks. People say, that's not empathetic. You said you're working on this. So it's, again, you know, vocalizing, writing it down, and committing to yourself that you'll work on it forces you to do something about it. Because now you've made that commitment, not only to yourself, but others have heard you say it. And then when you don't exhibit it, it's like, that ain't it, man. That's not cool. Mm. Especially if it's something significant or serious where they're really looking for it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you've got multiple people helping you stay accountable to this. Need it. Yeah. Good for you. What do we got next on the list? Family. What's that look like? More time, more time spent with family. And family just get extended by four. Four other guys that I just spent the time ah. with who are now part of that group that I would call family. They may have been superficially, but not in the 2 a.m. group. Yeah. So they were situational friends, friends that you met at school years and years ago that after reconnecting with them have maybe come in a little closer. Yeah, and maybe even beyond situational hmm. because you could always reach out, but the connection wasn't there Yeah, well, the to the degree that it is yeah, today. I mean, the situation was school years and years ago. That situation went away and they were still loosely part of your life, but yes. not in an everyday way. Yet this experience you've had recently with them has added them to your clarity compass. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, so how do you get absolutely. there? How do you get there with everybody in your family? Reaching out to somebody every day. Somebody. Not everybody, obviously. You can't do that. But to somebody every day. Who are you reaching out to today since we're going to make you move on this action plan? I've already sent one to one of the guys. Nice. Yeah. So you, pre you did your homework before the class even happened. Look at you. Committed to it. Nice. Very nice. Who holds you most accountable to that? Teresa. That's a daily thing. I mean... She sees me every day. Teresa, do you have size 13 shoes on right now? <laughs> Jeff seems to be putting some big shoes on you today. This is great. How do you, I'm curious, Teresa, how do you feel about being Jeff's primary accountability partner with a lot of these? I'm honored. It's my life partner. I, I, it's an honor to me, and it's mutual. Mm. He holds me accountable as well. We communicate differently, but the message gets through. That's awesome. How about home, brother? Your final value. What's it's that look like in your life? A place to seek sanctuary. Mm. That's how it looks. It is a place. Not necessarily the same place, mm -hmm. but it's a it's a physical place. Mm. How do I get there? Mm -hmm. Create it. You have to build your home. Mm -hmm. However you build your home, wherever your home may be. Is it ever finished? Never. Well, no, that's not true. You have four phases left. <laughs> Three. You weren't paying attention. No, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> it's evolutionary, right? It is, it's just, absolutely. It evolves and... And we could move. In phase three, just about done. Hey, that looks like a really neat opportunity. You want to do it? Yeah, let's, let's go. Or not. I have a friend of mine 
who in the context of home, home is, is sanctuary. And they had an opportunity a year and a half ago to sell their home that was exquisite in the sense of them. It was them. And we were shocked that they sold it. Mm -hmm. They got a king's ransom for it, which was part of the reason they wanted to do it. And they decided they wanted to downsize. They buy a fixer-upper in on a different street in our general neighborhood, but not the specific neighborhood. And they tore the house down. And they are in the process of all the footings are being poured to redo it. And I mean, this house is going to go up stick by stick from scratch. I'm with this friend yesterday and he said, I haven't exactly been truthful for, with you. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, well, you've been asking me about one of the neighbors in our house, in our, excuse me, in our neighborhood who passed away and the house hasn't come on the market and it's been a while. And he said, we're in contract on that house. We're buying the house. Oh, wow. I was like, what do you mean? That's the house my wife has always wanted. And that's the neighborhood she really uh -oh. wants to live in. <laughs> and they're building a house that they now are going to pivot and flip versus build as their sanctuary because the real sanctuary just showed up, right? So in the context of mm -hmm. it's evolutionary, and she, the wife got really clear on this is the street I want to live on, this is the house I want to live in, and they yeah, got her, it. Her sense of home shifted. Her sense of home right. shifted. So going to the privilege of being able to, number one, seek sanctuary and then create sanctuary, mm -hmm. which that's a very powerful, meaningful word for me. It is. It's an, it's an evolution. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the creation is part of the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I couldn't agree more. And it's extremely personal. Yes. Because mm -hmm. everybody's sanctuary is going to look extremely different. Oh, unique to the person. Yes. So let me a ask both of you this question. So, so as we've gone through this exercise together, and we're at the very beginning stages here of the holiday season, which is coming closely, of course. The holiday season. Yeah, I think Costco told us the holiday started a couple months ago, but officially we're here in October, early November. Tell me about what the holidays are going to look like. I might imagine you two are going to go blow it out and buy a whole bunch of stuff for all these people that matter and go to different places and Jeff's going to get a new car and... No, none of the above, of course. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? Holidays are going to be at the house and, and the experiences there, or we'll travel to, we have kids out of state. Yeah. Where we can, it's people over. Yeah. It's experiencing family, friends in the sanctuary. Yeah. And creating those memories that are what we built the house for. As I watched you both complete this and looked at your action plan, there is so much of a predictor here in what the holiday season is going to look like for both of you. That was such an incredibly loaded question. I had fun just oh, I asking it. it. I, I, it. I, I had fun asking it. This whole exercise, helping us get very clear on what matters most, aligning our finances with it. What were the biggest takeaways for you when it was all done, Jeff? What was the greatest aha moment for you? Or if there wasn't an aha moment, what was the greatest validation moment for you? A couple of things. First of all, it, you know, it isn't complete done. You know that there's still another phase and how much fun it was to go through this, not the process, but the outcome. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest validation, surprise, aha moment was how it feels to me. And I think you too, T, right? How I was kind of skeptical at first. 
but as I did the card thing, it was so good. It felt so solid to figure out what's important. Mm-hmm. And all said and done, it's kind of like, this is who we are. Mm-hmm. This it's, it's like it just an awareness of who you are. You're speaking to the action plan. I was speaking to the house. Mm. When you're saying yeah, now that it's all done exercise. and completed. The whole, the whole yeah. compass yeah, I, exercise. I was kind of going more towards what Teresa was answering, right. which is to the whole compass. Jeff yeah. wasn't paying attention. Yeah, that's okay. He He's in producer. Easily confused. He slipped back out of guest mode into producer <laughs> mode there for a easily second, Easily confused. I think. Yeah. I've been watching it. I have no sympathy okay. for that. Yeah, no. I have no empathy <laughs> for it either. I don't even understand what you're talking about. <laughs> well, Teresa, discovering who you are, that is no small conversation. How many people walk around on earth wearing a mask? Yeah, wearing a mask, being who they think society expects them to be, never truly stepping into their own greatness, their own being, their own values, their own vision for their life. How beautiful is this for the two of you? Well, thank you, because it's because of this that I have this present awareness. Because I I was like, what is this? <laughs> what a little corny, but it's it's so powerful. I'm I'm sorry, Teresa. I didn't hear you. What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I appreciate the the whole thing. The word I want to suggest that keeps kind of ringing in my head. I want to I want to see if it resonates with you, Teresa. This crystallizes a lot of things for you. Mm, that's a good word. Mm-hmm. It, it really brings it into focus. Yourself. Makes me feel good about myself. Yeah, yeah that's how. Which is always a problem for me. But it's so it's like, wow, this was like therapy. <laughs> You're not alone. You are not. Not alone. There might be a listener or two or three or 400,000 that feels similar today. Teresa, I, I will never forget how alone I felt before I walked into this guy's office with all the way to the world on my shoulders and to almost accidentally go through this process of identifying the people, places, experiences, feelings, thoughts, desires that were most important to me and and being able to feel a sense of, of clarity about who I am, confidence in my ability to kind of move forward and honor that clarity and, and just this renewed sense of capability that I felt as a human being, as someone who can show up in this world and have impact in a way that just feels right to me. It was a game changer. Change changed the whole direction of my life. I think if that did if that day didn't happen, I don't know I'd be here. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty convinced I wouldn't. Well, be. you wouldn't be sitting in studio. I sure wouldn't be sitting in studio. I'm not sure I'd be above ground. Yeah, this could help a lot of people. I think it's pretty exciting. Short of severe health issues, financial are the greatest issues people have that cause angst and concern and problems in every facet of your life. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. You well, know, we should have these guys on the show more often. Yeah, we're, we're going to have you come back next week and do this again. Of course, we might call you two different names, but, you know, no, the, Jeff, Teresa, both of you, my, my gratitude. Extraordinary is, gratitude. Is for, huge. Yeah. Th- thank you for being an incredible example because I, you know, our, our tribe has heard Jim and me talk about this process so many times and what it's meant to us to bring more people into the fold who've actually experienced going through the Clarity Compass, getting super clear on who they are and where they want to go in life. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for your vulnerability. 
And thank you for wanting to make a difference with our financial sobriety community here. You guys are the best. Our pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you. So if you're listening to this and you're kind of wondering, boy, I'd, I'd really like to do this with my partner. How would somebody go about that? The simplest way to get the Clarity Compass Action Plan is to go to our website, yourfinancialsobriety.com, and right along the top with all the headings, you're going to see our resources page. Click or tap the resources page, and you will see it right there for you to download at home at your convenience. If you haven't got the cards yet, in the show notes from last episode as well as this episode, we will have a direct link to Amazon.com where you can purchase the value cards. Go back and listen to episode 82 where we took Jeff and Teresa through the initial phase of the Clarity Compass using the value cards. You could then take those four essential values and create your own action plan for discovering who you really are. You do a brilliant job of asking brave friends like this all kinds of questions. I have a question for you. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Shoot. Is there anything in our private practice as wealth advisors and financial planners that we do that is more powerful than this exercise? Is there anything else that we do? There isn't anything I've ever seen in our financial planning practice, nor the somewhere around 10,000 other wealth management practices that I've had the privilege of laying eyeballs on over my last 27 years in this industry that I have ever seen that has moved the needle and been as impactful as this Clarity Compass exercise. And I think Teresa and Jeff just perhaps validated that for us. And with that, that's a wrap. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. And check out our website, yourfinancialsobriety.com. Thanks again for listening today. Here to help you find more clarity, confidence, and capability along your journey into financial sobriety. I'm Matthew Grishman. And I'm Jim Gebhardt. Be intentional with your money. Jim Gebhardt is a registered representative of and securities offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Jim Gebhardt and Matthew Grishman are investment advisor representatives of Gebhardt Group Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, and Gebhardt Group Incorporated are not affiliated. The opinions in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or investment recommendations. To determine which investments or financial advice may be appropriate for you, consult a financial advisor prior to investing. Any reference to market performance is based on historical information and there is no expressed or implied guarantee of future performance. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Gebhardt Group Incorporated does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance.